You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. It is uh, Wednesday, January 20th. Appreciate you rolling with me. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. And I expected to come out in the first segment today and be pretty fired up about TCU basketball getting back in action. Uh, I know the last time they played against Oklahoma, it went very poorly. They got embarrassed. And, you know, I've been on the record about being critical of the, the team's performance, but I was excited to see them after having a week and a half off um, against a, a really good tech team. And then, you know, their game coming up this weekend, they were going to play uh, Texas on the 23rd. So a tough, I mean, a tough two-game stretch. And I, I told you yesterday I was going to break these games down. Well, <laughs> late last night after I recorded uh, my pod from Tuesday, I get on Twitter and I see that TCU basketball has had their next two games postponed. And the reason they've had their next two games postponed is because they've had an interruption with COVID-19. So, Frogs will not play tonight. They will not play on Saturday. Um, And Jamie Dixon announced on Tuesday, he said on his Twitter account, following our team-wide testing, I was notified that I had tested positive for COVID-19. I have begun self-isolation and look forward to continuing our season soon. So, Coach Dixon unfortunately tested positive. He has COVID at the moment. I hope he's okay. I would imagine there were probably some other positive tests, and along with contact tracing, they do not have uh, the numbers they need to play tonight and on Saturday. So the first thing is we hope that these guys get well. Um, Understandably, they've taken a risk by – Continuing to play basketball, not the players. I mean, the players didn't really have much of a choice in the matter. The conferences and the universities that decided to move forward with football and basketball, they've obviously, you know, taken, even if it's somewhat a small risk, and we're praying and hoping that everybody's okay, there's no major symptoms, and everyone recovers quickly. Uh, and I'm, I think that'll be the case, but just want to kind of get that out of the way first. Um, man, this team, it, it, it's interesting because – They've had issues with COVID really all year long. And up to this point, though, it hadn't interrupted uh, any of their games. They had missed a lot of practice time. And really up until about a week ago, they couldn't even go five-on-five in practice because they had guys in and out of the lineup due to protocols and injuries. Uh, But they were finally healthy. They were finally ready to go. They had a little extra time to prepare for this tech game. And now those those two games are not going to happen. So TCU will again get some extended time off. Of course, this will be different, though. A lot of them will probably be in isolation at the moment. Uh, you know, they're not going to be practicing or um, getting shots up right now. And then as of this taping, the next time they'll be back in action will be during the Big 12 SEC Challenge on January 30th. And their next conference game on the schedule is uh, Oklahoma State on February 3rd. Oh, no, excuse me. Their next conference game on the schedule would be Kansas on the road in Lawrence on January 26th, a week from today. So if uh, everything goes properly, then they'll play KU a week from tonight 
uh, in a game where they probably would have maybe one or two practices before they were ready to get going. Um, so it's it's too bad. I, I was expecting this team to play better coming off the break. Uh, I thought they'd have a good response. You know, Tech is extremely talented, and they've been a bad matchup for the Frogs in the past. But they're also a team that is really good defensively, can struggle at times offensively, and felt like uh, maybe TCU would have a chance against this group. Um, but it's, it's just, I mean, it's not going to be in the cards, at least right now. And, and I'm curious, I mean, just about every team in the Big 12 has either had issues with COVID or at this point has had games that have had to been postponed. And we've seen some makeup dates announced for some of those games. Um, TCU and West Virginia are going to play on a Thursday afternoon in February at 4 o'clock. And that's going to make up that game. But all they have as far as a buffer week is the week between the end of the regular season and the Big 12 tournament. That's all the extra time the conference is allotting for makeup games. So that's not a long window. I mean, that's that's just one week. Um, it's going to be really tight and difficult to get all these games in during that time. Now, I don't know if they just make up what they can and say, hey, with the rest of it, you know, we did what we could. I mean, that's essentially what they did in football. Now, in football, they only ended up losing a couple games. Um, there are only a couple games that didn't get played because of COVID-19. So, most teams played their nine-game conference schedule, and it wasn't really an issue. Uh, in basketball, it'll be a little different. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't know what the threshold will need to be, but if you have one team that played – 16 games and one team that played 12 obviously there's a big difference there and it would go to win percentage and it would just sort of be interesting to see who would come out on top if it was a tight conference race but TCU um, again I hope the guys get healthy that's the main thing hope everybody stays well and is symptom free um, and they can get back on the court but it's it's just I mean Everything that kind of could go against this team this season has, um, and it's just another setback. It, it's not the end of the world. I mean, they can they can now sort of regroup again, reset, and get back at it. But after a long layoff, you have a chance to get back in action, and you can't because now you are dealing with COVID-19, and you just hope that this does not continue – to become a glaring issue and this team get healthy. And the biggest thing, of course, is that everyone stays healthy and is, is mostly symptom-free. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that front. But right now, the next two basketball games for TC men's basketball are not going to be played this week. They're going to be postponed. I want to tell you about Rock Auto. Uh, if you're like me and you don't know a lot about cars, car buying car parts can be overwhelming. Am I asking for the right thing? Am I getting what I need? Is this going to be reliable? Is this the right price? And what I love about Rock Auto is, you know, for one, they're a locally owned business. And it doesn't sound like that with them being a website, but they are. So I feel like my money's going towards someone and something reliable. I know I'm going to get all the information I need about the make and model of my car and my vehicle and what parts I need. Um, it's reliably low prices. 
great service, the best cars, the best parts your car will ever need. And if you go to their website, rockauto.com, there's a little area where you can uh, fill out a how did you hear about us section. And if you click on Locked On, they'll know that we sent you there. So do that today. Again, that's rockauto.com. Back here on Locked On Horn Frogs, Stephen Simcox here with you. Uh, we talked some TCU men's basketball in that first segment. And here in segment two, let's talk about some TCU women's basketball and also uh, TCU baseball. Had some news come down on the Big 12 conference front in baseball, so we'll cover that here in a minute. But first, we got a game tonight for TCU for the TCU women. Um, they're coming off a thrilling victory over Kansas. They were down by five points with under a minute to go. KU missed some free throws. Uh, the ladies came back, tied it up, forced overtime, ended up winning that game in Fort Worth at home. And now they face off against the Texas Longhorns on the road, and that game is going to be at 7 o'clock this evening. And Texas, I mean, they're always a program that is really good. Um, and they made a coaching change in the offseason for a long time. Karen Aston was there, and now Vic Schaefer is the head coach at UT. And Vic comes over from Mississippi State. Uh, he had built a great program there. You might have seen them beat UConn a couple of years ago in the uh, NCAA tournament in the Final Four. Um, they were consistently a really good basketball team under his watch and under his uh, tutelage there at Mississippi State. And now he's bringing that over to uh, to Austin and to um, the Horn. So Texas and TCU, that's going down tonight. Should be a fun one. UT is always pretty loaded. And for the Horn Frogs, you know, the big thing here for me is – and, and I've said it all year, who's going to kind of emerge as that number two option for the scoring for TCU? You know, Lauren Hurd is going to get hers. And she was great again the other night. Um, but who's going to help her out and kind of pick up the slack? And Yummy Morris has shown some ability to do that. Obviously, uh, Michelle Berry has done that. But I'd really like to see Caroline Germain, who was a JUCO transfer, get more involved in the scoring. I mean, it's fantastic that she can run the offense, that uh, she kind of controls the pace, dishes it out to people, makes plays, plays good defense. But they need more scoring options on this team. Tavi Diggs is someone who's come off the bench and gotten some points. But they're sitting at 1-5 now, um, coming off a nice win against KU. Their first conference win of the season. They snapped a losing streak, three-game losing streak there. So does this give them sort of a psychological bump going into this game? Can you start to string together some wins? Because, man, this is another conference that's really difficult. And you've played the, the teeth of your conference schedule one time through already. I mean, you've played Iowa State. You've played Baylor. You've played Oklahoma State. Had to play them twice because of a weird kind of scheduling snafu. And now you get another good team in Texas. How do you compete against them? How do you play against them? That's going to be a huge key in this one. And I'm ready to see how this team does tonight. So, again, that game at 7 o'clock, TCU Women's Basketball back in action, taking on UT. Should be a fun one. Uh, 7 o'clock tip there. Texas 3-2 and two in conference play. And TCU 1-5 trying to start climbing out of that hole and get a more respectable conference record as the season goes on. 
Also today, some news came down in the Big 12 Conference. Kendall Rogers from uh, D1Baseball.com, which does a great job covering the sport, says the athletic directors approved a normal 24-game conference schedule. So, um, originally the coaches had talked about doing a 32-game conference schedule, which would mean four-game series every weekend. They end up staying away from that. They're going to do your normal 24-game schedule, so three-game three game series every single weekend against all the other teams of the Big 12. And what this opens up and what this does is it means that you're going to get your traditional Tuesday night, Wednesday, or Tuesday night, you know, you have the occasional Wednesday night game, your traditional midweek games. So it's going to be a pretty normal schedule. They're going to play 50-plus games, and you're going to see on Tuesday nights games against Stephen F. Austin, Abilene Christian, UTA, Dallas Baptist, uh, Sam Houston, teams of that nature. Uh, and I don't really know if, if – that's better or worse. I mean, I was super excited about the 32 or excuse me. Yeah. The 32 game schedule just because four game series every weekend in big 12 play seemed like a lot of fun. And I don't know exactly what that was going to mean for the non-conference schedule. I assume it means they would cut some of that down. Maybe only play, you know, 20 or so non-conference games as opposed to the usual 30. Um, But another part of this is, I mean, up in the Northeast and in the Midwest, like the Big Ten still hasn't decided what they're doing. I think they're going to do conference only. Um, there's not going to be as, as many opportunities to go find games. Now, in the state of Texas, pretty much everybody is, is going to be playing baseball, so it shouldn't be a huge deal there. But going back to that, you know, typical three-game series, and I think in some ways this could kind of be a disadvantage for TCU – because in a four-game series with the depth they have on their pitching staff, they really could have done some damage in those in those in the back end of those series. And that third and fourth game, that's this is a team that really could have made some hay just because they have a deeper pitching staff than most. And it's you know it, it's going to be interesting to see sort of how it shakes out. But now you're in your more traditional three-game set on the weekend. And there'll be a competition for that third starter, third starter role, excuse me. And whoever doesn't get that is going to be sort of relegated to those Tuesday night starts. So we'll see how they shuffle that around and shake that out. Again, 24-game conference schedule for Big 12 baseball. Just your typical three-game series every single weekend against every team in the conference. And it should be, you know, it should set up for some fun weekends around the uh, around the Big 12 as these teams get ready to face off against each other just here in a couple weeks. And hopefully we'll get a schedule from TCU soon. As soon as we do, I'll break that down for you. Coming up next, we'll wrap up shop here on Locked on Horn Frogs. Before I do that, though, I want to tell you about betonline.ag, conference championship game weekend coming up. Where are you going to watch the games? How are you going to watch the games? And most importantly, do you want to make some money off these games? Do you – are you tired of just kind of being a, a, a passerby, someone who just sort of casually watches these teams face off? Why don't you invest a little money in this and make it more interesting? Go to betonline.ag, use the promo code Locked On. You can get a 50% welcome bonus. 50% welcome bonus if you go to betonline.ag. They'll have the latest lines, the latest prop bets. Also, just good news, good sports news for you. 
whatever it is you want, you can find it. BetOnline.ag, your one-stop shop for sports news. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. All right, final segment here on the Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Stephen Simcox rolling here with you, and uh, appreciate you making some time for me today. It's uh, it's been a fun episode. Um, tomorrow we'll talk some uh, more TCU football. Want to dig in on some more topics on that team? We'll recap the TCU women, whether they win or lose against Texas. Hope I'm talking about a victory and a team that's starting to get their foothold and, and climb up in the standings in TCU basketball. And I'll try to think of a you know fun topic as well that we can really sink our teeth into on the TCU sports front. But right now I want to let you know you can uh, subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever it is that you like to listen. Please subscribe. It allows you to uh, listen to the show whenever and wherever. Downloads directly to your phone. Um, I, I try to get these up at midnight. My, if, if you've been wondering, hey, why is your uh, why is the, the posting of this been kind of erratic lately or the times – um, I, my schedule changed. I used to be uh, up really early in the mornings and I still am, but my work day used to start about eight o'clock and it just kind of made sense for me to do some things early in the morning before I took off. And now my work day doesn't start until about noon and I'm working later at night. So I'm still kind of getting in a rhythm of when do I record this? When's the best time for me to post it? Um, and, and honestly, sometimes in the mornings, because I'm not more in a, I'm not as much in a, a go like focus work mode. Sometimes I've been forgetting to put it out on Twitter, but I'm, I'm trying my best uh, to get the podcast up every day by midnight. So you have that full 24 hours to download and listen to it. And you can always revisit some of the past episodes um, when you subscribe to the feed and you can just kind of peruse and say, Oh, I want to learn more about, you know, TJ storm entering the transfer portal. We'll just go back to Friday's episode and listen to that, and you can do that anytime. Okay, so um, a few football things. First, on the Big 12 front, uh, Steve Sarkeesian there at Texas is building his staff, and he hires uh, Pete Kiotowski as his defensive coordinator. Pete is coming over from Washington, and he had been there for a long time. He had been at uh, there with the Huskies for seven years, and his defenses were consistently in the top 15, the top 10 nationally. They were the number one scoring defense in the Pac-12 um, in 2019 and 2020. And even with a difficult season there with COVID, Washington finished second in the Pac-12 this season with only 25 points allowed. Uh, Chris Ash left UT, and he's headed elsewhere. And now uh, Pete's stepping in there, and he's taking over that job. It will be interesting to see a Pac-12 coordinator come over. Not that it's like night and day, but just, you know, the different styles of offense that we see in the Big 12, um, kind of the the, the pass-happy league that it has been in the past, and it's transitioning now more, I think, into a physical, defensive-minded league with good running backs and um, coaches that like to grind out games. So Pete's coming over. He worked under Chris Peterson for a number of years. I was at Boise State and Washington. And this seems like a good hire. You know, someone brought this up on uh, – and, and I hate that I'm forgetting this because I, I don't like not giving people credit. But somebody sort of mentioned this on the boards today on, on 247, uh, the website that covers TCU. 
And they said, you know, for a long time, it felt like that Tom Herman staff was kind of in over their head. And Tom Herman, um, he was the hottest coach on the market in that coaching cycle. We sometimes forget that, I feel like. But, he, I mean, he was the guy. Like, LSU wanted him, too. And it just didn't really work out. He wanted the Texas job, so he sort of used them as leverage. And it it's interesting, though, because he really – I mean, he brought – most of that Houston staff, Tom Herman did, over with them. So it was really just kind of uh, a transplant of that Houston Cougar staff over to Austin, and they never really seemed to find their rhythm, their footing. And maybe that coaching staff was just in a little bit in over its head a little bit because Tom Herman did a great job as the offense coordinator at Ohio State and kind of uh, thrived in other roles as well. And then he did a nice job at, at U of H as a head coach. But he was only there for a couple seasons, and then all of a sudden he is the head coach at Texas. Steve Sarkeesian has been in the game for a long time, and he's been a head coach before. He was there at USC for a while. Personal issues led to his departure, and then he got back in the game and ended up with Nick Saban for a couple of years there in Alabama. But he, he definitely has a more impressive resume than Tom Herman does, a more, more proven track record of developing talent and putting guys in the league and building programs than Tom does. So I'm just, I mean, I know we always say like Texas is back and they're just one coach away or one player away and et cetera. And it, it's, it hasn't worked, but even as a TCU fan, I'd say I'm pretty nervous about this Sarkeesian hire because again, like he's, he's done this before, you know, he was a, a decent head coach at USC and then left and has done some great things as an offensive coordinator. I mean, if you watched the national title game, you saw some really innovative concepts coming from Sark. So, interest, interested to see what he does at Texas, but he's building a really good staff. He's poached some Nick Saban assistants from Alabama. I mean, he appears to be doing this about as well as you can. But, again, once the whistle blows and things start happening in between the lines, that's the real test. Um, tomorrow I want to talk a little bit more about the TCU offensive line. we got some news on that front that I'm kind of vetting and trying to figure out, you know, how I want to approach it. But we'll talk about that. We'll recap TCU women's basketball and hopefully what was a big win over Texas. All that and more coming up tomorrow on the Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.